I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast oh, scene. Oh, yeah. I do it. Yeah, bro, we're brought to you by Extend Technologies, XTNDAV.com. Keith's making fun of me. He's like, you said a month ago you just wrote trucks. I said, what? He goes, you said a month ago you were going to do a whole episode of the podcast on trucks. I'll do a whole episode of the podcast on trucks. Count me. You think I won't do it? You left the door open and everything. Is everybody gone? Can we do a whole episode on some of the women I've met after hours over the last 10 years. Really? You want to do that? How they are traveling every weekend. To where? It is just, well, I don't know. Today it's, uh, today it's, it's one weekend at Chicago. The next it's Arizona and Scottsdale. Then the next it's LA. Then, oh, here we go on the Who's South paying Beach. for that? Not me, thank yeah, God. Yeah, and you were sitting there. Well, okay, one day. Because it could have been me. I kind of want to be the guy who cusses on this show, but I'm not going to do it. I should cuss. One day, <laughs> am I, I don't know if I will put your business out like this, but I'm going to anyway, hell with it. Lima, this is like three years ago. Lima started talking about settling down. And he was like, and I just, yeah, 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 yeah. This, this and the other. This is a Coke Zero, so don't start, okay? Judas Priest. I, I Thank God I'm not around you all day long, Keith. I swear to God, man. Jesus. So... He said, sir, what are we doing here? Are we bitching? You're bitching. I, well, I'm eating non-creamy soup, so I don't want to hear about it. So anyway, um, he, he Lyon was like, ooh, so, like, talk about settling down. That's when he made the whole guarantee about, why well, St. Patrick's Day, mm. no more single Lima. And one day he's like, I don't know, he's doing something on Instagram, and he shows me this girl, and I look at her and I go, how old is she? This is during a break. I go, how old is she? He goes, oh, 25. I can see myself uh, having a girl. I, I can see myself settling down with this. I might have lied, too. She might have been younger. Oh, you lie? No. So he he says, well, you're 25. And I say, yeah? I go, does she travel a lot? He goes, yeah. I go, who pays for that? And he goes, mm, people. And I said, she going to put down that lifestyle for you? Uh, and I said, you going to pay for that travel? Uh, you cool with her flying around all over the place? Uh, I went, yeah, that's right. Get the bleep out of my face. And I totally dis, I totally very dismissive. Dis- dismissed you. And you stopped doing it because I kind of wanted you to stop, thank God. Because I was like, dude, was I'm it, not taking you seriously. Was it ruining stuff. the show? No, it wasn't ruining anything. Was it, it was making just, the show better? 
May, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it had any impact on the show. It was just stupid. I it's, wasn't listening to that stuff. It's tame Lima ruining the show. No, no, not well, not right now. We'll find out. Yes, because you're doing a lot of bitching lately. So we, a lot of bitching about the holidays. I mean, we got friends texting me about your holidays and you're bitching about them. So all you do is complain. We want to right after Christmas. I have a window to where you know we can go anywhere. I've got some points on United or whatever. Congratulations on all your Dude, success. The flights, the flights are insane. We looked uh, at Arizona. I want to do Scottsdale. It was like $800, and none of it was nonstop. Yeah, you know how much jet fuel is, dummy? Okay, second of all, second of all, I looked at uh, Seattle because I got two different buddies. Mm, Seattle in really January sounds like a good time. Well, it? No, it's December. Seattle in December is a real good but time. You never even Florida is no guarantee. Could get down to 35 at night. Okay, Florida, at night, know. but it's still going to be 70 at day. Not necessarily. Oh, okay. Not necessarily. I mean, uh, if I'm in so anyway, Tallahassee, I, maybe it'll be different. So but. I looked at Seattle. Have you seen the bowl games in some of these places? Never that hot. But anyway, hey, I looked at. I looked I went at to Florida. Yeah, where to Ocala? Oh, okay. I looked Okeechobee. at. I looked at Seattle, and the Seattle flights were insane there too. It was like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars, and ten hours to get there. So I'm like, what am I? Am I just gonna go to New York City? Is that what we're gonna do and go see? Go see the. I know we're gonna eat. We're gonna eat well wherever we go. I wanted to go somewhere a little nicer and nothing, not a little different. Yeah. I've been in New York City a bunch of times. Yeah. Now I'm getting agitated that these flights are so expensive. They're really bad. They're worse than they ever were. Last year I went down to Fort Lauderdale and South Beach, and they were fine. They were they were normal prices. I think I got down there for like. Well, yeah, they wanted you to travel because of the pandemic. Keith just said it. Keith, what's it like to be in here and not producing us when you really want to produce us? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that here. You want a little bit of Tuesday inside baseball? Let's do it. Hmm. Boy, your pipes look amazing. How many steroids did you do today? How many steroid pills did you do today? He did two steroid pills today. Ten Diana Bull a day, brother. Look at him. Look at him. He's I've built. always wondered when Keith's going to lose interest in this. He No, oh, he never will. He never will. Well, because, because you think it's your identity now? Is that the problem? See, we're doing an interview, but he's not on the microphone, yeah. so it's not really You think really you're better than all of us because you lift weights? Is that it? When did you get into weightlifting? <laughs> Sophomore year of college, so you were skinny back this before This is then? going better than a Stefanski press let's conference. See, uh, let's see, Keith. It's going better than a Stefanski press conference we that we're replaying that softly underneath us. Our boss texts the hell out of us about it. I don't mean to produce the show. Well, what are you doing right now, Andy? Yeah, we had 10 people safety. say, this is hilarious. This is the best this, bit ever. And we said, nope, pulling the plug. I'm about we'll to never call this podcast safety off. Yeah, we're pulling the plug on that because we oh, messed him up. But. No more white noise Stefanski. Then he wanted us to do it, and then he doubled down when I, I approached him about it, and then he had a problem with it then. Didn't know that one, did you, Keith? Yeah, mark that on the list of things you're going to change when you get in charge around here. Huh? Woo! Oh, you know, oh, it's, this, this podcast should just be called Safety Off. He's going to shake it up. Shake, shake is, it up. He is. It he is. might literally put the host names in a bowl he's gonna, and shake it up. He's going to be like Dabo Sweeney. He's going to come in and a fire immediately fire the offensive coordinator. That's how this is going to work. Boom. That's how Keith That's how Keith. Well, that's what happens it. when somebody takes over in, in anything, any, any big managerial position. The first thing yeah. you do, we see it in the NFL. We yeah. see it with the, the – the, my God, if Kobe Shot Allman would have been bow. gone and they went to a new GM, the first thing they would have done is trade Colin Sexton. Just mm. not necessarily because you should, but because that's what you do every single time. So Keith knows. 
He's biding his time. He can't say anything. He is gonna shake it up. He's gonna shake it up, baby. Um, I'm getting a text or a tweet right now. Brown's buff says, "Dude, I'm flying spirit round trip from Atlanta to Cleveland in January for 53 for Browns Bengals." Yeah. Wait, wait. This is that a playoff game? Browns Bengals. Is that a scheduled playoff game? Oh, that's a home game, and he's from Atlanta. Oh yeah, because they're a week later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, huh? Eh? What do, you, what do you mean you're coming from Atlanta? Yeah, the, I didn't. the people that were going to Boston yeah. for that game this weekend, Please. they paid exorbitant rates. The Browns fans are traveling like crazy yeah. to well, go to these road games right now. Yeah, it might slow things down here. And so that. what's happened? What were the road Sunday. games so far? Which ones Which ones have they They had one on? in L.A. I love L.A. But I think even if you're a Browns fan, you've, you've – you went and saw a new stadium. about different cities. You went and did. You went to some cool LA spots. Maybe you did Santa Monica. Maybe you, maybe you went to the Hollywood Hills. Okay, you did something fun. It wasn't just the football game. Were we just talking about the Hollywood Hills? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, we were. Yeah. So you did something there. You got something out of that trip. I, my buddies that went to Boston are miserable right now. They are so mad that they paid all that money to go to that trip. No. That's why the Browns got to pay it off. You hurt that stuff. Anyway, yeah. So Keith started busting my ass about men with trucks. Or I said, he said trucks. I go, no, there is a conversation to be had about men. I eat mostly vegetables, um, men with trucks, and how they are very defensive about their trucks. Haven't you ever noticed this? Like guys on Facebook, I know you're not on Facebook, but like guys will start talking about trucks and it's instantly a dick measuring contest. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it what it is. It's instantly that. And I'm just like, hey, you got a truck? I got a truck? All right, you got a truck? That's great. Fantastic. Like Keith has. A very nice truck. There's certain things. Now, I'm a Ram man, as you know. No, you but all there's certain frown, things about Keith's frown trucks. On everybody. And it's so weird. It's like, oh, you bought a Ram. Oh, you bought a Ford. Oh. I'm like, no, who cares? But you know what? But they are. It's actually men no are different. so crazy about it. It's actually no different from the people that talk luxury cars. It's no different. Well, okay, but I don't drive luxury cars, and I can't imagine I ever will. Liz, well, oh, never mind. I, don't, I can't imagine I really ever will. Like, is the so I just talk about all of them. The thumbing of the nose that goes on between. Okay, help me out. All here. of the. I'm not even gonna mention brands. Can we talk? Okay, I was about to say, can we talk about brands, or is he gonna come in here and? It's not worth it. Shut our mics off. It's not worth it. But well, now you know, I kind of want to discuss brands. You know which ones I'm talking about, and it's like, oh, you're you're driving that midlife but, crisis, huh? But that's that's what I'm asking. Like, yeah. I kind of want to ask that. I think that we kind of. I think we kind of got to ask that. Like, what is? Because you hang out with a lot of, you know, Viagra, Viagra Triangle type of people, mm-hmm. um, you know, non-creamy soups. And I'm wondering what exactly, like, a, a, what's a Benz guy think about a BMW guy? What does a BMW guy think about a Lexus guy? What does a Lexus guy think about a Cadillac guy? Cadillac got better handling. It got more power. It got more love. I'm sorry. I'm doing Donnie Brasco again. Sorry. No, but then when you go up a notch. I'm punchy right When now. you even go up a notch and you're talking uh, Maseratis. This Maserati's all over Cleveland. My Maserati does 185. I lost my license. And then uh, now I don't drive. That's the rest of the words, man. Jesus. And the 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 rovers. Quinoa. The the amount of black rovers I see. Anytime I go Stay, to some of the going? hot Come spots in town, they are all over the place. Black rovers. Yeah. Well, that, those are okay. No, no, that's fine. Um, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just think to kind of what to to each his own. Like if you want to drive, <clears throat> if you want to drive a BMW, you drive a BMW. You want to drive a uh, you want to drive a Ram, you drive a Ram. Because I've always 
Like I've done ads for Ram for a long time, and I'm oh, like, hold on. You are you, acting. You're going to act as if in traffic because when it gets most pronounced, ooh, here we is go. When in traffic. Somebody's doing something you don't like. You judge them by their car. It's the first thing you have. It's like anything. oh, I will do that. Yes, that's all you have because you don't know what they look Someone like. Someone going in the left lane on like 480, but like between 271 and 14 in Streetsboro, because they go. Everybody's going listen. 75, and you always run into somebody doing 60, and I'm going. I'm driving my Toyota Tercel, and I'm not getting over for you. No, you got to go in the right lane, not the passing lane, even though the passing lane's meant to pass. I'm on this road, too. And I just get so But you've already upset. conjured up in your mind this individual, who they are, what they do for a living, uh, what their family life Boy, situation is. is some... All of this is split second yeah. just based on a maneuver and the type of vehicle they drive. There is some psychology to that. You're right about that. Mm -hmm. But like when it comes to trucks, it's like, well, no, I can, I can admit a truck is nice when I see a nice truck. Mm -hmm. Can I? But it immediately becomes, uh, well, I said it earlier, I'm not going to say it again. I'm not going to be gratuitous about it. You know what measuring do you, contest. Do you do the next step of that, which is <laughs> they got taken for a ride at the dealership? Do you do that one? No. Uh, based on, based on what bells and God, whistles they that. have? I swear to God, I've never done that. Okay, maybe I've done that a couple <laughs> times. But I've never really done that. I try not to do that. Sorry. Um, What else was I going to tell you? Yeah, but I just I don't understand why guys get so defensive about their trucks. I've always said, like, when I do the ads, I'm like, I'm not going to say, like, oh, you, know, you, gotta, you need to switch to ramps. Like, no, that's not the way you get them. I'm telling you, you catch more flies with honey. Just give them something to think about. That's all. Like, hey, you, got the, you know, they're all great truck brands. They have to be now. Tr trucks are more competitive than they've ever been because a person who drives a truck usually needs a truck. And so they've made trucks usually be before back in the day, like when I was a kid and when we were kids, trucks were utilitarian. Mm -hmm. it, even some of I mean, we're talking early 90s, AM radio only. Single cab. There was no such thing as it. No. There, there was extended cabs on like twenty five and thirty five hundreds because you would take them long haul. But it was always single cab. You had that weird little weird slider that you always mm -hmm. got stuck. You know all that type of thing. There were very utilitarian utilitarian vehicles. And if you went out on like a Saturday night, you always took mom's car. That's how that works. Well, now, you know they've become where you know guys who they like guys who used to work who own construction companies, they work construction companies, they drive trucks, and then they would drive Cadillacs. Like big boat Cadillacs, the Broms and things like that, Brohams. Now, and then there became a time where it's like, well, we're missing a segment of our market. Let's, we can have an upscale truck. And Lincoln tried to do that a little bit. You know, I know I'm naming names, but it's, it, I think this is kind of fun to talk about. And then they were like, well, we're missing a segment of our market. We can make so much more money if we just advertise a truck to them. And then that's something that guys who are working now on the construction job who will someday be in the charge of the construction project or maybe contractors themselves, that's the type of truck that they'll aspire to. And most people, most men, and this, is, this can be, you know, not sexist, but this can be within genders, most men don't like to tra change truck brands. They don't like to change yeah, you got them. You got them for life. Like I, I've been. I don't like saying this in front of my current truck because it can, you know, that's always bad karma. I've been looking at different trucks, and I just can't. Like, there's a couple of different trucks that are fantastic that are made by other brands, and they look like they're fantastic. And I'm just like, nope. I know I trust this brand. I know I like this brand, and uh, 
And before I was a, I was a different brand guy boy, growing up, think, and I picked my own. I boy, decided is, to go out on my this own. This is going to go down the madman territory. We love that show, and brands were such a, a huge part. Um, when, you know, Madison Avenue got going, it was all about brands and your loyalty to those brands. Do you feel like today, younger people, do you think they are that – no, or that way. No, no, and I. But it, uh, you know, again, I I can't say. I'd like to hear a woman's perspective on what that makes. You know what what makes it. But I've only heard my wife's perspective, and you know, it's 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 been interesting. But like for guys, you know, this is what I think moves metal here is that there's so. I mean, my uncle was a salesperson, so he I. There was things that even though he passed away a while ago, I, I, I really tried to pick up by either osmosis or paying attention to him or anything like that because I've just always – I've always found the car business very interesting. You're yawning. I don't want to upset you. Um, so if you find this boring, then get me out of it because I know we want to talk about Oprah. But – well, there was a point to it. Trust me. There was a point to it. But with the car business, you know, I, I've, I've always said this. For every male in America – his first toy is usually a car or a multitude of cars. And it, it, it for me, and I, we might have been the last generation where it's like everything you could do to get yourself to 16 years old so you could drive. Like, that was the whole thing. That and was I, also the carrot dangled. Yeah. You better do your homework. Or you better you, do this. Yes, or you can't do this. And, like, I, I hate to admit it. I love my dad, but I tried to steal his car before. And, it, God, that was a huge embarrassing failure. And I think he knew. He just didn't feel like beating me at the time. So, uh, like, when I was 15, my buddy my buddy, my buddy, buddy dragged race my other buddy down my side street. He hit a pile of leaves oh. out in the road. And, basically, there was this house that had the two lions at the end of the driveway <laughs> made of concrete, made of stone. He hit the leaves and took off in an old Chrysler LHS. Airborne. Landed on top of the lines, destroyed the lines, oil pan broke, everything's leaking oh, out of it. God. And he's 15 years old. And I can't tell you really how he got off, but he got off that because he wouldn't have been able to drive till he's 18 or 21. Because, I mean, it was it was a huge mess. It was a huge mess. And, like, a real big, like, you could have killed yourself for somebody else deal. But he got out of it. I'm not going to tell you how. I'm not going to tell you who it is. But he had pictures of the judge. We did everything. I mean, we, it was everything we could do to just our parents leaving. Can we steal their car? Can we ride around? Can we joyride? Like that type of thing. And not that I condone that type of behavior because it's dangerous. But Judas Priest, on the other end, like Liz has cousins. They they don't drive. And it's like you're 24. You don't drive. They don't. You live care. in Ohio. They this don't care. Like, it's insane. Like if you were Andy Roth. Andy Roth grew up in New York City. In the city, that's where he lived. I can understand. Because that city is based on public transportation. If you grew up here, near east side, west side, there's something I can understand. It's like, dude, you're from Youngstown. What are you doing not learning how to drive? you got to drive everywhere. How do you not know how to drive? Your parents are picking I'm, I'm telling. I'll tell you right now. Axel, there's not a chance in hell when he's 16 years old, you think I'm going out to get milk? You think I'm going out to go do pickups? You think I'm going to Sammy's to buy my own beer? Hell no. Well, He's got a, you know. Uh, there could be an I'll have an arrangement. There could be an arrangement. Yeah, I'm able to do those type of things. I'm a nice, I'm a swell guy. People around here like me. They think I'm a swell guy. You, you're a lying sack of bleep. It's from Breakfast Club. But, uh, you know, that he'll do that. And then Eli will do that. And then Jonah will do that. And that's how this works. 
Like, you make life easier. I'm not going to fill up your mom's tank. You will fill up your mom's tank. I'm no, not doing that. No, the, the, the carrot that gets dangled now is your phone, your phone privileges, having a phone. Ugh. And and now, I don't know, are kids even doing Ubers or parents, like, drawing the line? Like, we're not letting you get into a stranger's vehicle. I, go, I wouldn't allow swear. it. I wouldn't allow it. Right now, not a chance. Mm-hmm. Not a chance. It's like there's certain things that a, an American man needs to do. Um, it's like learning how to change a tire, you know, learning how to learning how to drive, you know, all the stuff that we talk about, r- shaving, tying a tie, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, driving is one of the biggest ones. It's it's just it's a skill that is necessary for survival in today's world. And I get very, I really do, I get really agitated hearing about people who are of driving it. Well, I don't drive. Why? So if somebody that must mean that they're not working, and I, well, I had to exactly. drive because I had to go to work. Well, that's another thing, and I, you know, now I'm sorry. I mean, now we're just sounding like cantankerous old yeah. old men. Good, but it's like, okay, what if your mother gets sick? What if something happens at the house? Are you trying to tell me you don't know how to drive? Like you've never even sat there and watched? Because like the first time we got behind the wheel, maybe it took a minute to get the brake going, but everything else you kind of knew what you were doing. You watched and you kind of could get it. I always shared mm-hmm. this with Michael Myers. Like, somebody had to put him in front of a TV at some point during those 15 years so we could learn how to drive. But he might not know the sensation of the car moving, depending on where he was at. Anyway, I just think it's a skill that needs to be taught. But I do think that we can do that again. There are, and it's become more niche, but there are people who, again, your first toy is usually some sort of mode of transportation. It's usually a car. But it has become more difficult because... And, and there have been laws that have been passed here, and we'll get to Oprah, I promise. Like the uh, the right to repair laws. There's a company on YouTube called Donut Media that's done a, a nice breakdown of right to repair. And it's actually a very controversial thing because, you know, more cars are leases anymore. More cars are giant computers anymore. And the equipment has become so expensive, one, to repair, and two, to actually use it to repair that it's become prohibitive for a person who try to repair their own car. Mm-hmm. So I again, you and I are of a last generation of sitting there and having to hold the flashlight for our fathers. I remember those days, and you know, getting my dad his smokes it was while my always dad so yeah. cold too. It's because they never break down in the summer; no. they always break down in the winter. It's cold weather. That's what that's what wreaks. That's why you always know it's the cold weather that wreaks havoc on cars, not the other way around. Because every guy in Northeast Ohio who might be listening to this right now knows if you're over thirty. You more than likely had to lay in the snow while your dad had to go out there burning heaters, fixing a muffler, hanging it with wire, fixing the heater. I mean, I've done everything. I've told you about that just because brake I helped my pads dad. Brake pads were another thing. Brake pads, yeah. Brake pads. And my and the rotors even. And now you don't you don't do any of that. And honestly, it's come to the point where, you know, the American man is. And I, I'm just talking from a man's perspective here, but the human is more busy in America than they've ever been. We work harder than we have ever worked. We really do. Our brains are stressed. We have more stress if we're of a certain a certain age. Some people may disagree with this, but I think it's true. And so it's it's to a point of I could do my own brake job, but I could pay somebody and have it done in two hours. I can do my own oil change. I could pay somebody and have it done in 15 minutes. And now, because the the equipment is so expensive again, the parts are so expensive, you just shook your head. It's exactly what it is. Now it's prohibitive to do that. And so there were plenty you know, of times. an assembly kit. Yeah. Do you, do you know how insane, just to replace one little 
one was forty nine ninety five. I think yeah, I think it was forty nine ninety five base model because it was like the lowest selling, lowest price truck in America, but highest quality that type of thing. And so a lot of stuff with cars were a lot of stuff. Now it's you lease them and you drive them for three years. You turn them in and you get a new lease and away you go. That's the way it works. And so there's less time, less there's less stress on the person, certainly. But, you know, you miss that. And I think people have, in a lot of ways, in some cases, in some places, fallen out of love, it seems, with those. So that's that's one of the problems that you have. By the way, we're brought to you by Extend Technologies, XDENDAV.com. But that's part of the reason I do love trucks so much, because people, people at one point were very passionate about Ford, Chevy, Dodge, Buick, Oldsmobile, Plymouth, and I know they're, they, these are different companies under the same roof. Uh, they're Nissan 300s. They're Nissan 240SXs. Um, you know, those uh, Subarus, the Impreza. You know, the, we, mm-hmm. we were very passionate mm-hmm. about those. And I think that's kind of gone by the wayside. Trucks, to me, are the last bastion unless, they are, unless they're tuner cars or unless they're souped-up cars. That's the, trucks are the last bastion to me of passion. And so... I, I love to study what makes a guy in his truck tick, including myself. See, for me, it's smart myself. cars. <laughs> uh, I watch another doc, I watch another uh, <laughs> video series called Regular Car Reviews that uh, they do a uh, smart car review. It's very good. You won't like that stuff, but I do. You don't think so? No. What always makes me funny is they see the color brown. They go brown in the one they do it. Anyway, all right, brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. So we're going to bring up Oprah. You got to bring up Oprah here and tell everybody why you're bringing up Oprah cuz I think it's a case study and I'm going to I'm going to compare it to Dale Earnhardt. Go ahead. Which well, Owen rolled the f out of his eyes this morning when I said that. So I watched the Adele thing with Sarah. We watched <laughs> yeah. it the next day. Yeah. And it was for those that don't know uh, Adele came out with her new album. Do they even call them albums? Uh you know she lost all that weight. She looks like a completely different person. And she wanted to get a lot off her chest. She got divorced after mm. a short period of time. Then she came out with all these new songs. So they had a big CBS special. Oprah's doing these huge specials. Remember she did, was it uh, Prince and Harry and Meghan? Is that who they are? Yeah. I don't remember who they are. And that was a huge special. Got a ton of ratings. Got people talking for the next week. And so Oprah did it again, this time with Adele. And I didn't find Adele to be that interesting. But her singing's amazing. So I said, oh, I'll give it a try. Watch with the girlfriend. And we did. We enjoyed it. And I'm watching Oprah. And she's sitting in her couch. And you forget about young Oprah. Young Oprah was doing her version of Sally Jesse Raphael, Phil Donahue. Uh, who was uh, who was the Jenny, Jenny Jones? Is that another one? Jenny Jones? Yes. She was talk show lady, yeah. All the talk shows, and she was doing her version. Ricky, I don't Lake. know if chairs got tossed on stage the way they did. I don't think she had KKK members. Well, she did on, have somebody but... kill the other person. Wait, wait, what? I don't remember that. You don't remember the no. Jenny Jones trial? Oh, the Jenny Jones. No, I'm talking about Oprah. But yeah, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. saying Oprah never. <laughs> ne- <laughs> I'm sorry. That's oh, early, you get looking at your phone. Early like, oh, Oprah, just... like late '80s, early '90s, Oprah had a lot of those touchy. Really? Things on. Yes. You got to go was back that, and watch it. When was that, she was still okay, in was Chicago. Was that when she first yeah. went national? Because they yeah. can hear Owen, right? Yeah. That's when she first went national, or was she still just in Chicago? Yeah, I remember. My, that's another thing. My mom taped every day. So if, oh. it, and especially that one was on after I got home. So 
I better get my Saved by the Bell in because I'm watching Oprah after that. Right. I think they oh, came, yeah. came on at four then. Um, my dad was a big uh, Donahue guy. Oh, yeah. Big Donahue guy. Cleveland native, by the way. Did you ever see the Phil Donahue when to run around with the mic in young the Sean Hannity? Very no. young Sean Hannity, like in college. No kidding. Was on that show. Anyway. How so, big was his chin then? I He was – it was espousing a lot of the same points of view that he does now. Oh, there's today. a shock. But it was uh, it, it's just interesting to see, you know, Oprah's evolution now. She is worth over $2 billion. Who knows how much more? She owns so Sean much. Sean Hannity looks like the American dad in real life. It does, yeah. Go ahead. I uh, used to enjoy Sean Hannity when I was younger. Not so much I never days. did. I never Not did. Not so much these days. No. He used to have a sense of humor. I don't know what when? happened to that. When did, when did he lose you, that? He Before go, me? He used to go on Opie and Anthony, and he used to be a normal person, not not just somebody who's making political points every day. Mm. Anyway, so, uh, and this worked out for him because that's how you make money. Uh, word to the wise, word to me and you. At some point, we have to get political. So, Oprah, I'm watching her just kind of casually sitting down in her rose garden interviewing Adele, who's not really given you a ton of anything. And I was just amazed at how good Oprah is, how comfortable she is, how she makes the interview subject mm-hmm. comfortable, and how she's someone that everybody can sit there and go, I'm not distracted by this. I mean, this is a woman worth over $2 billion. You'd think you'd be distracted by her wealth in her mm-hmm. rose garden. You're not. You're, you're That's just, her garden? Oh, yeah. She gets to do this from her house? Oh, yeah, they're coming to her. Judas Priest. Boy, she's They're coming it. to her. She's got the bull by the balls, yes. don't she? Lord Almighty, go ahead. I'm she's sorry. Get, I never knew that. She. This is. I never knew that. This. This and NFL football is going to save network TV <laughs> because of how big. I mean, she got a 100 million dollar rights deal to this internationally. That's how much wow. money they think is going to come in from just Harpo this. Productions. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's ridiculous. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure because James Corden's group is involved in this too now. Did you know? Did you know? Don't get me started on. Did that you guy. know how much wealth he is starting to amass? I'm sure it's a ton. It's amazing. He does not. He does nothing no. funny. It's all show tunes and driving no. around with with actors. But whatever. Yeah, he's massive. Anyway, so I'm just sitting back going. Nothing is funny. I've never heard. I've never laughed. I've done, in the words of George Costanza, not tee not ha ha, not even a aha at anything he's done. I've never laughed, not once. I really did enjoy the the Paul McCartney one, though. I didn't like any of them. I thought it I was swear awesome. to God, I don't think I liked any I of the carpool awesome. karaoke I, things. I actually kind of teared up uh, at the Paul McCartney one. What was that about? Because he went into his hometown. I'm guessing Liverpool. I don't know. And I don't know the Beatles. I don't know anything about the Beatles at all, believe it or not. But he went into a, like a local pub and they put on a show for just people who were sitting there drinking. He teared up for like, that. It was awesome. Oh, it was geez. absolutely awesome the way he did it. Uh, but anyway. Oprah is just as somebody who's so recognizable, as somebody who's so wealthy, you would think you'd sit there hating her guts because that's what we do in this country now. We hate anybody who's successful. We bag on anybody. And outside of the people who think Oprah is like, you know, in with, you know, the QAnon people who think Oprah is in with the Hollywood elites and doing God knows what to kids, uh, the, those, those psychopaths, if you just excuse them. Yeah. Because she's dead, she's obviously alive. But the thing about Dale Earnhardt that made Dale, one of the things, I mean, he's very successful at what he did. Part of the reason he's an American icon, one of them is, yes, he died. And that obviously changes things. Um, but what made him an icon before that is that he is not a perfect person. There are, there are stories of Dale Earnhardt breaking into 
breaking into salvage yards and stealing parts in the middle of the night way back when, when he was young. Uh, raising hell, doing all that type of things. And then he becomes he, – I mean, he quit school in ninth grade. He, he had failed marriages. He, he admitted himself he was not the best father. And he tried, you know, he tried to make that up over time, and, and a lot of us do the same thing. We are not perfect people. We are imperfect husbands. We are imperfect fathers, wives, mothers, the whole thing. And so there is something that says that. This, it's the same thing with Oprah. Oprah, I believe, has a child somewhere, correct? <laughs> Just has a child like, I, I, I don't. I, I want to be sensitive to everything because I'm not sure. What a way to put it. But Oprah, I don't believe, is like Oxford, this. and all, like She's not Katie Couric. Like, Katie Couric is supposed to be perfect in every way, and it's all, eh, your parents were these well-off people. Like hey, Maria Shriver. Yeah, Oprah's from Chicago. Oprah is, you know, she's Oprah. She comes from a, a diverse middle-class to lower-middle-class background, if I'm not mistaken. And she is an imperfect person who talks about her, her struggles with love, her struggles with her past, her struggles with her weight loss and, and weight gain. And that is something that people like, again, Oprah was at her zenith on network television every day. She's still like, now she's like an emeritus. She's everything. But when she was in the everyday spotlight, network television every afternoon. And then you had these women like my mother, my mother, middle to lower middle class background, had a failed marriage before my father, had a very rough background and rough upbringing with her father, struggled with her weight. Tried many, many different diets. Knew this about Oprah. There's a connection there. Like, Katie Couric is Katie Couric. You know, uh, uh, Diane Sawyer is Diane Sawyer. These are blessed people from the very get-go. They should be in the spots where they're at. Oprah, Oprah's self-made. Oprah's a billionaire. Oprah has talent. Oprah represents the American dream. And that's why I think separates her and, like, separates some other people from some of the other ones that we talk about. There are certain people that were born with it, and they're supposed to be where they're at, and then there's a person like Oprah, and there's a person like Dale Earnhardt. You know, they, they're just they're, they're cut differently, and they're part of what represents, like, the fun. There's, like, a dream there that she did it. I could do this doing that. You know, I can take my home sewing business and turn it into a clothing business, and I can, I can do something like this. Like, we always hear stories like that. So that's why Oprah is... is who she is. She's an amazing story. How many times do you think those two individuals have been compared? <laughs> Never. I'm the first person to do it. <laughs> first person to do it. I've said it before. I, people roll their eyes. and I, I Listen, I know he's I, – I can't condone everything he's done. I know he's been in the media for some ugly stuff. But, you know, I look in the history. I, I put Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, those ones. I mean, there, there, there's a difference in – you know, people always, always look at high society – they look at our Harvards, they look at our orchestras, they look at the things in America that are of, of advanced standards and are really blue blood type of things. But when you really break it down, there's so many people and so many things that make America interesting. And there's people who are incredible at what they do and, and, and really fill out the entire story. And that's why I put like Ric Flair and those guys. They're the finest entertainers that we've ever found. I mean, you when, when Ric Flair's dead and gone, he'll be remembered as... There is some controversy there, yes, but it'll also be remembered as one of the finest entertainers in American history. In American history. So At one point, wrestling was one of the biggest things in the world, and he was the biggest thing in wrestling. Yes. Same thing with rock music, same thing with Oprah, with talk shows, with all that stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, in a way, you need you need it can't all just be perfect. It can't all be this 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 just story of wonderment. It needs to have some blemishes for people to uh, be able to in some fashion. Kenny, you need to have some relatability. Yeah. That's all. You say I don't have any relatability? No, you have so much relatability, <clears throat> but you don't have the scandal. I know you've told those old stories about the Covington boys and some of the – but you need some, you need some scandals I now. honestly think about it. There are certain things that I just – I do. I, I've been scared by the Galax. I've been scared by Carl Monday. I've been scared by the Galax. I, I've, I'm a people person, and I've known people who – even though I'm, I'm more uncomfortable with CEOs, and you've been around me around CEOs, and I get kind of clammy at times. Uh, I'm more comfortable with regular everyday folks, and I'm more comfortable with regular everyday folks who might work between the shadows than I have been with with uh, with CEOs. I know I've known people who've been controversial. I've known people who've been downright embarrassing. Uh, I've had to cut some of those people off. I've told you the story. I, I mean, I got some. There's some ugliness with some of my friends in the past. I'm I'm not proud to say. Well, I told you I had to block a phone number a few weeks ago. Yes, you did. But I I do I think about it. I do think about this. I go if I'm going to get involved in something, will this end up with Carl Monday at my doorstep? Will this end up with Peggy and Ed Gallick, who are nice people and friends, at my doorstep? Yeah, but now you could turn it around. Now you can. Anytime someone comes after you, you could just say it's a witch hunt, and your followers, but they will double down on you. And I also think that. I am. Look at what these people, my opponents, look at what they want to do to me. The only thing I've let people <laughs> attack me for, really attack me for, so far, has been my weight, which I think it bothers them that I don't care what they say. I, I care what I think, and what I think, I, I don't think highly of myself with my weight. I think in a lot of ways I should be shamed. I don't believe that with other people. I think very other people are sensitive, but you know this is disgusting. Well, you sound like Adele right now. I didn't mean to. I didn't watch the interview yesterday. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I hear I hear Bill Maher talk about heavy people, and I, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel very guilty. Um, and I so I should feel that way, but I, you know, I'm not going to sit there and look at Twitter and see all the idiots send me nasty things about how big of a pig I am. I know I'm a pig. Uh, the other thing is you don't uh, get that much nasty stuff. No, because they know because I'm nice to people, and more for the most part, they're yeah. nice back. And the other thing is 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 my sports opinions, and that to me, I don't care. I don't care. I, anybody who listens to me for five minutes knows that I'm not saying anything to be mean spirited. There's times where I'm angry, and it can come off that way. But they know I'm angry. I'm not doing it just for attention. I'm really angry there. But they also know that I'm genuine in what I say or what I'm trying to think. And I don't, I just don't like, I don't want to, I, I just don't want any of that stuff to be, you know, you think about this type of stuff and it's like, okay, one day it's going to be over and, and there's going to be, they're going to remember Anthony some way, they're going to remember Bull some way, and they're going to remember me some way, hopefully. And I just don't want to be remembered. I don't want any of my history being remembered for ugliness. You know, it would be terrible. Like, I do, I do stress about what, if I died today, how would my sons remember me? And Eli, Eli's a handful. Eli's five. I don't know how he'd remember me. They're young children. But at the time when they're 13 and 14, they have to understand that I'm doing what's best for them. And I'm trying to impart wisdom or whatever wisdom I have on them. And I just don't want to be, you only get one whack at this thing. And I just don't want to be the ugliness of 
Ah, you know, Ken would have a couple of drinks, and all of a sudden he'd get the wandering eye. Oh, you know, Ken would be nice to some people, but then behind the scenes, oh, he was a mo- That's awful. You can't control that type of thing. Some people may think that, but my God. Are you, you referencing me? Are you talking no. about me? Oh. No. Okay. I know the real you. I mean, I think that the real you. Not this fake persona well, that I put on display. You, you're pretty good at hiding. There's something in you that you hide from everybody that I, I've never been able to get out of you. Uh, there's always what? A, There's always something you hold back. There's always something you hold back. I'm a pretty open book. But, you know, I've talked about it before. And, I, and, I, and as time goes on, I'm sure I will share even more. I'm, you know, my, my parents tried very, very hard. My, my dad's side of the family are, are full of wonderful people. And some people who I'm close to and some people who I'm not so close to that just because of time and things like that, you go your other way. And then there's obviously I brought it up earlier on the show yesterday and even a bit today. There's some people on my mother's side of the family that I prefer never to speak to again. And I, I, I'd rather not have them be a part of it. And that's that's part of my backstory. Boom. And there's out of here. Yeah. There you go. Are you ready to go? Is that it? Are you looking at your phone? You ready to be done? Uh, I mean, I'm out here pouring myself out to you, telling you how I think, and here you are. I know too much about you. Maybe that's the problem. What do you know? There's a couple things you don't know. A couple things you don't know. So if I were to ask you today. What? Where you would rate the Cleveland Browns talent. Oh, my God. Do this on the show. Oh, okay. It's not for the podcast. We'll do it tomorrow. Good God. The podcast is personal. Do this on the show. I still got people. See, there again, there's another thing where. What is this? What is this? What now? Oh, okay. I, uh. Oh, sorry. I was looking at something on Twitter to make sure I had something ready for the show. The people who. Ken said something mean about Baker. He must be you an did. OBJ guy. You did. You must Ken be. Ken said, tweeted something mean, said something mean about OBJ. Must be a Baker guy. Might be. I'm like, you know what? We could find out by the end of this season that both guys don't have it. Are we okay with saying that? I think we're trending in that direction. I want Baker Mayfield to do well because he still plays for the Cleveland Browns. OBJ doesn't. I do care about what OBJ does. Let's be serious. Boy, still. that was weird. That whole Monday Night Football thing was weird last night. Yeah. Hey, we're going to throw to him on the first play. Then the third play, we're just going to chuck it up to him. I'm going to tell him where to go at the line of scrimmage, and then somehow that's going to equate to mm-hmm. real good functional football. <laughs> like, that's not the way that it works. I know they, that's tough to have that injury happen, and then Odell comes in. He probably should have never played in that game. It, what, what some of these people don't understand, because you know, they're not all listening to the show, sad to say, is that they – they try to put compartmentalize you, and I go, no, I wanted to draft Odell Beckham Jr. in the year he came out in the draft. I think we drafted Justin Justin Gilbert instead. I wanted to draft, I wanted to draft Odell Beckham Jr. I wanted to trade for Odell Beckham Jr. I wanted it to work for Odell Beckham. I am a fan of Odell Beckham Jr., but I'm also somebody as a fan who's saying he ain't got it anymore. Like he used to have it, not even close. Yeah, the NFL would be better if Odell would be who yeah. he was five years ago. He, and that's he what people not. get it mixed up. It's like, dude, he, that ain't coming back. That ain't coming back. It's over. You got a better chance of Elvis coming back than that coming back. Why don't you go for 200 yards next year, next week? He's capable of doing that, but so is – how many other receivers are capable of doing that? I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones could have a game like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I mean, a lot of guys could have – He's not 24 games. anymore, man. Yeah. 29 and banged up. I don't know. And Zona's 20s. And probably a shifting focus. When you start to stare at your mortality in your yeah. career or your life, yep. 
and you also know that you have all this other stuff going on. I mean, do you realize what a brand Odell Beckham is? It's actually outlasted his playing abilities. Yeah. So he's going to be successful in the next realm of Odell. Oh yeah, Jr. somebody somebody tweeted me, and, and I I might have to I might have to quote tweet myself later and put myself just out and, and cause you more controversy. But I'll say it here: like somebody said, how long before he's dead broke? I think he'll be wealthy what? forever. No, he'll always yeah. find ways to make money. He will always find ways to be in the spotlight. Uh, I I think he's a very interesting person. I mean, when he talks, I'll, he had I can say this now: when he would have his Thursday media availabilities. We'll see how many people are actually still listening to the podcast. When he had his Thursday media availability, like there were a couple of writers, they were just entranced by him. And I did, there's one writer of the Browns and he would say, he's just so interesting. Just listen to him. He says things unlike any other player. Like they were infatuated with him. And he would come out on a Thursday and he would have him wrapped around his finger. They, I've, I've never seen a player like Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is as big as it gets. Like he, he, he's turning into a tremendous figure for the city of Cleveland. He's not Bernie yet, but he's he's there. He's getting there, and it's like whew, Odell just changes the perspective of everybody when they speak to him. It's amazing, and so I find him so interesting, and I I have no ill will towards him. I just don't think he has it anymore, and so there we are. And that is the emerging pie. Oh, by the way, at Carmen923thefan.com, Lima923thefan.com, Inside Baseball Thursday will tell you about the biz. For Tone, for Owen, for AA, just end it. Go. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.